Welcome into episode one of the House Divided podcast with Taylor and Morgan. I'm Taylor. I'm here with Morgan in our studio, I guess you could call it, my house here in Altoona, Iowa, here in the, the office. Um, episode one, it's exciting stuff here, Morgan. Yeah, just to get started here, uh, you know, basketball is the king right now. Just finished up the regular season in college uh, this week coming up. Cyclones play Wednesday uh, against Oklahoma State. Iowa plays Thursday. Did not get that double bye last night, and we'll discuss what a game that, that here. Was. We'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah, what a game! Um, some big news today in you know the Iowa sports world. Luke Garza named Big Ten Men's Basketball Player of the Year, which that hasn't happened in what was it fifty since nineteen fifty two or something? I read fifty two years 52 ago. Fifty two years. Okay. Yep, fifty two years ago. Uh, I think Sam Williams was his name. So that's uh, yeah. That's you something. Think big. about Iowa basketball. Uh, not that. Uh, I mean, they've had know. some great players throughout the year, but you've never. There's never just been that that guy that's the the stud of the conference. I mean, they've had some really really good players here and there, but um, to be named Big Ten Player of the Year, and then on top of that, um, we've had the women's Big Ten Player of the Year. I think for a few straight years yeah, now, well, and then second even straight year. Yeah, and on top of that. The Big Ten Wrestler of the Year was was in Iowa, which is yeah. more um, something you can see. That that's something that's happened, but uh, yeah, it's, it was an exciting exciting winter sports season for for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, as a Cyclone fan, it's been a little bit tough to to watch, but it has been very successful. Um, I think it was a no doubt that Luca Garza was the Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, I don't know if the vote was unanimous or anything, but I would guess it was really close if it yeah. wasn't. and then also named first team All Big Ten. Um, it's going to be, first of all, I mean, there's still season left to play here, but it's going to be interesting to watch, too, and see what he decides for, I mean, he's going to have a big decision from him. He, I don't think he projects very well at the next level, but uh, at the same time, I don't think his stock's ever going to be higher than it is right now either. So in my opinion, I think the smart thing would be to jump to the pros, whatever that may be, um, but I know all the Hawkeye fans are saying no and, and would like to see him back, obviously. Right. I mean, you look at the mock drafts, he's not on them, not even in the first two rounds. Uh, but your point is, is very correct with it being uh, he's never going to get higher uh, higher stock. Um, and going and playing in the G League or overseas, he's still going to make a lot of money playing yeah. basketball. Yeah. Um, you tell any college kid, hey, here's $100,000 to go play. Uh, you're going to have a 10-year career making at least $100,000 a year. Playing the game you love. Most uh, every college guy, I would have I left school and went and done oh, that yeah. in a heartbeat. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about that game last night. I mean, that that's turned into a little bit of a rivalry there between Iowa and Illinois, uh, reigniting that that Big Ten rivalry. Um, they've had some great games earlier this or earlier in February. Iowa won by seven in Iowa City, um, and then last night, obviously, that right down to the last last shot of the game, Illinois wins by two. But I mean. There's been some jawing back and forth. There's been some scuffles. That's turned into a, a really heated game, and then we might even see it again on Friday afternoon. Right. With with that result, they got the four and the five seed. So if Iowa would win on Thursday against Minnesota or Northwestern, they would play Illinois. So, yeah, that third time, uh, the first time at Iowa, I know uh, Fran pulled his guys off the court and didn't do the handshake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last night there was a, a situation there where they had four technical fouls and one play there where two different sets of people were – we're getting after each other. Uh, they looked kind of dead in the water for a while. They were down 16 in the second half, and then they came back uh, with the shot to tie or to win. Uh, you got to give it to your guy Garza. Got the shot blocked. 
Um, you know, that's kind of maybe his one downfall is his athleticism, mm-hmm. and he got uh, beat by a better athlete, jumped up and blocked a shot, and, and they lost by two. It was a great game. Um, you know, that's what you want in a college basketball game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we'll talk more about kind of the bracketology outlook and the conference tournaments here in a, in a few minutes. But um, obviously we've mentioned it. I'm an Iowa fan. You're an Iowa State fan. Um, Iowa State usually known more for the basketball than Iowa, but a little bit of a down year here for the Cyclones. I know they've had some injuries, um, things of that nature. What do they got to do to get the ship turned around heading into next year? Saturday was not a good day for uh, the Cyclones. Lost uh, in a blowout to the last place team, Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Obviously our best player, projected top 10 player, uh, Halliburton, has been hurt for a while. Uh, Second best player, I believe, Rashir Bolton, didn't play with a concussion. Uh, So out your two best players, when you're not very good to start with, is is not a good situation. Have not won a road game all year. Uh, Just... You know, you're you're kind of end of the year. Maybe some of the guys are thinking, ah, this is time yeah. to be over. Uh, I know at the end of the game, two more guys fell out. End of the game, last ten minutes, they had a walk on on playing one of the guard spots. Hadn't scored all year. End up scoring four or five points, uh, but that's just it's not how you're going to win basketball in the Big Twelve. They play Wednesday night against Oklahoma State. Um, they got a chance. Uh, they got a, if Bolton plays, they have a chance. Uh, I know he was it was questionable this morning. Uh, I know they talked to Coach Prome. Uh, what I heard. Um, if he plays, yes. If he doesn't play, I would definitely say no. I mean, they're going to be done. Uh, and then moving into next year, they're, you know, obviously Halliburton's only a sophomore, but uh, if you're a top 10 projected pick, you've got to go to the NBA. Um, I saw where he's the fourth best prospect. Now, that doesn't mean where he's going to get drafted. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you got to go. Uh, and and he, he says he loves Iowa State. He says he hasn't made a decision. Uh, but, you you got to go in that situation, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so you're, and I think uh, Terrence Lewis and, and Zion Griffin uh, got to be questioning themselves. They're both uh, juniors on the team, not playing a whole lot, not contributing a whole lot. Do they transfer? Are they asked to go? Um, and then we got a really good recruiting class coming in with the kid from Oskaloosa, Xavier Foster. He's going to have to come in, and we're going to ask a lot out of him. He's going to have to shoot the basketball. Uh, he really is one of our best chances uh, to improve next year uh, because I think uh, you, you need to get to the tournament or you better be really darn close or Coach Prohm could be in trouble. And that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you see the rumblings. It's Everything's fun and the, the fan base is happy while you're winning, which Coach Prohm has done, you know, in the years after after Hoiberg. Uh, and then this is kind of his first big Big slumping year, big down year. He, he had um, one two years ago. Two years ago, they had last place. But uh, Lindell Wigginton was a freshman, uh, and he was a, he was a star, and you knew he was good, uh, and you could see there was an upward trajectory. Yeah, upward yeah. trajectory. Uh, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker was coming. They knew he was really really good. Um, Halliburton was coming. They thought he was pretty good, not as good as he ended up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you knew that it was going to get better. Um, and he had just, and, and just the way that roster turned over when Hoiberg left and he came in, he had a whole bunch of seniors, you know, and had won a lot of games. And actually, going into this year, Iowa State went to the NCAA tournament seven out of eight years. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they've they said that one down year. Now this year, the real difference is projecting into next year. You don't know. You're relying on a lot of freshmen. Yeah. Your best player is going to leave early again to the NBA draft. So you've had four players this year. Lindell Wigington should be a junior on the team. He would definitely help. Taylor Horton Tucker 
would be a sophomore. He would help. Cameron Lard would be a junior. He would help. Three guys are getting paid money to play basketball that still could be on your I mean, team. Is it is it something where he he needs to revisit the old Hoiberg ways of getting the graduate transfers in, getting the transfer going in that transfer portal? I think a little bit. I think he does. He needs to get. Uh, I think the grad transfers and and the tra- it's way different than when Hoiberg mm-hmm. did it. He got way better players because not everybody did it then. Now your best transfer guy is going to go to Duke, going to go to North Carolina, you know, go to Kentucky. They get those guys, but you gotta you gotta find some. And I, I think you need some sit out transfers uh, as well. And you, you have to get older, yeah. um, especially what well, you got you got a good recruiting class coming in, and you're going to have four freshmen there. Um, but you're going to have to get older as a team if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you mentioned they got Xavier Foster coming in the big. I think he ended up, he's ended up being a four star recruit yep. um, out of out of Oskaloosa, which we're obviously very familiar with. Where I'm from, my dad's coached him. Uh, you know, helped lead him to a state championship last year with with Cole Henry, who's now at UNI. They fell just short of making it to state this year. Um, you kind of mentioned it. I think they're expecting him to make a big. Big impact as a true freshman, it sounds yeah, like. I mean, one of the biggest things we struggled with this year is shooting the basketball. And, you know, this year I did not get to see uh, very many games, just highlights and stuff. And he shot the ball really well this year uh, for him. And, and as an as a almost seven-footer, if he can hit shots for, for Iowa State, yeah. he, will, he will come in and he will start and he will be a big imp- impact and will be needed. So Iowa, again, we talked about them. They, they're going to play on Thursday um, I believe it's the winner between Northwestern Minnesota. and Minnesota. They will play that winner. Um, if they win that, then we get a rematch with Illinois on Friday, like we talked about. And, and you mentioned Iowa State plays Oklahoma State on Wednesday. On Wednesday, if, if to, they would win, then they go play Kansas to try to <laughs> extend. Which hey, you never know. They, right. they do well in Kansas City. They, they've so. actually actually beat Kansas uh, more times than not in the last ten years at the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So uh, we got that going on, and then obviously some other uh, basketball news in the state. UNI, which has had a, a phenomenal year, one of their best years in a while, um, they just went out and laid a dud versus Drake, a team that they beat by almost 30, less, you know, almost barely over a week and a half ago. Um, Drake comes out and beats them by, by 21. Yeah, 48-point swing, I believe. I think they won by 28, uh, 27, 27 yeah. last Sunday at the Nap Center. Right here in, in Des Moines, and then on Friday, uh, they get beat by 21. So 48 point swing in, in less than a week, um, just laid an egg, and you know uh, I didn't really, watch much really, of the game. But how, I mean, how does that happen? I, I again, I did not watch <laughs> it, but what I just kind of saw highlights and stuff is Drake went out to a big lead. Uh, I think as much as about just 18. Didn't show up. Yeah, and then you and I actually came back and got within two. And then Drake went on an 18 to nothing run. Just to close it out. Yep. And, and then it went right back up to 20. Roman Penn, I believe is his name, uh, scored 14 of those 18 points in that run and just kind of sealed it. And Drake just didn't have it. Uh, yeah. AJ Green, their best player, had less than 20. Um, and just, it, it put a real hurt on their chances. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Unfortunately, I mean, they're probably not, I, I would say it's almost certain that they're not going to make. The uh, NCAA tournament, they're going to be in the NIT. They might be able to host some home games, maybe. I don't know. But uh, as of right now, according to Bracketology on ESPN, which is usually very uh, close to, yeah. to a- accurate, um, they're 
all the way down in the next four out. So they're yeah. not even the first four out. They're the yeah. next four yeah, they're out. They're that last eight. Uh, uh, and they're the last team listed there. So and with conference tournaments this week yeah. of the major conferences, they're probably only going to get bumped down yeah. further. Utah State beating San Diego State in that tournament really hurt them. That took a bit away. They want chalk all weekend. Um, they don't, you know, for some reason, you know, if Iowa State would make a run and go win that tournament, that's just another spot that gets taken away yeah. uh, from you and I. They don't want anybody uh, that isn't already in that tournament to win any conference tournaments from here on out. And we know how basketball is. That's just not realistic. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's going to make a run and get themselves into the tournament. Then just, you know, talking further into the NCAA basketball, you know, what do you want? Do you want a 500 team out of the Big Ten, Big 12? You know, I, I saw... I'm not so sure. I think Lenardi may have five or six teams out of the Big 12, and there's a lot of mediocre teams in the Big 12. Six, as of right now, uh, six out of the Big 12. Yeah, and which I'm is gonna, third on the tie for third in right. that conference race. You know, do you want a 500, you know, 17 and 15 team out of the Big 10 or Big 12? Or do you take or, a team like you and I? Or do you take a 25 and yeah. five team out of the, out of you and, and I? That's the problem about playing in the the mid majors, especially. The MVC, which used to be known as a very strong mid-major, and then Wichita State left, and, and now left. and Creighton left, which is projected as a two-seed. Something yeah. we, that's Creighton's another in thing. The top ten, won the what Big a East. program! They that year in year out over in Omaha, they just seem to produce. Yeah, and you know he was not very good at Iowa State, <laughs> and he went to he he left before they got uh, rid of him, and he has that program every year. You know when he had even before there. him too with yeah. uh, Dana Dan Altman. Altman yeah, yeah they're just very good. He's they've got it set up. It's a culture thing. Yeah, um, they obviously uh, they're they projected a two seed right now. Right, and, and the the Big East is very good this year. You know Villanova is very good. Seton Hall is very good. Uh, but yeah, just with those two teams leaving, the Missouri Valley is 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 one of the lower mid majors now. Um, it's not uh, yeah not what it once was. Used to be. You know, it's a win your conference and you're in basically. Yeah, at this yeah you point. have to Unless win that it's something yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which for you and I is again not the best, but at the same time, they got a lot of pieces coming back next yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, they they got a ton of. They're going to be the all Iowa team. I mean, they, yeah. we talked about Cole Henry from Oskaloosa. He redshirted this year. He'll be able to play next year. They got the kid from Norwalk, Born yep. coming in, who's just. I mean. He, he didn't have any other offers, but he he's just, just he's tears a little. up he is, un, he is unbelievable. I watched you know, oh, yeah. last year in that, that finals. He, he can do whatever he wants with basketball. Um, if he was 6'3", he would not be going to you and I. He yeah. could have named his – I mean, he could go mm-hmm. – I mean, he really could go to Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, he's that good with the ball. problem is he's he's probably under six foot. Yeah. Um, so, he just uh, – But I think yeah. that's, that's how you and I has been successful – it's how Drake's going to be successful. Um, that Sturts kid from Newton has played really well in the, in the tournament down there. Um, and, and, you know, being that assistant from Creighton mm-hmm. from a long, long time, he knows how to win. Get those guys that just don't quite have maybe the measurables or just, you know, and they have a chip on their shoulder. And I think McDermott is actually better at those type of kids than trying to get those top-notch kids that are just looking to go to the NBA. Yeah, Th- Those teams know those guys, guys are going to Guys are going to come for four or five years. And- yep. And they know they're willing to build a culture. This and, is probably their highlight of their basketball career. Yeah, um, and it, and they they win, and they just they know how to do it. So uh, as of right now, we're looking at the bracketology here on ESPN. Um, we talked about it. obviously I'm a Hawkeye fan, so I'm a Big Ten guy. Which the Big Ten is strong this year. Ten teams as of right now is what Lenardi uh, has in the in the tournament with 
Purdue as a next four out as well. Indiana is one of the last four is, is in. Is Texas in or not? It must be with 16. Texas must... is the last four in right now. Yeah. Texas, so Indiana, Stanford, NC State are the last four yeah. in. First four out, Richmond, Xavier, Wichita State, and Memphis. Yeah, I mean, here's an argument. Okay, you got the Big 12, which is very top-heavy. I mean, you got Baylor and Kansas who really could win it all. I really think either one of those two teams but not, could. Yeah. But they don't have the depth. I really think six teams is too many. Uh, or you have the Big Ten, which barely has a top ten team. But they beat up on each other all beat, year. But yeah. they have, like, seven teams ranked from, like, number 11 to number 25. Yeah. Um, so you want the deep conference or you want the top heavy conference. Yeah. I don't know what you want to argue what conference is It'll better. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, it's it's that time of the year. Michigan State starting to play well again. I mean, you it's tournament time with, with Izzo. Um, cannot count them out. Yeah. I mean, they they could go down and cut the net. They were preseason number one, so that they have talent. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to win. Would not shock me at all if they're there right towards the end. Uh, as of right now, obviously things can change by this coming Sunday, but Iowa projected a six seed. They would be uh, playing UCLA, the 11 seed, in Greensboro, North Carolina. If they were to win that, and if Duke were not to be upset, they played Duke in Greensboro. Uh, that would be a, a tough draw. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to play Duke or North Carolina, which North Carolina obviously especially in Greensboro, <laughs> in North Carolina. Yeah. But that's why they're they always have a regional there because those teams are really really good. Uh, you know they've done a better job. That's where you know losing three of these last four for Iowa's really hurt. Omaha has a has a re, has a first second round. If they would have just won two or three of those games and made a run in the tournament, you know a three seed might have been attainable. And they could have been in Omaha, and that would have been a, a real good scene yeah. for them. So lots of fun stuff coming up. It's conference tournament weeks here. Uh, they're going to get started tomorrow, I believe. Some of them get started. Uh, yeah, some of them are done, and some of them are Obviously, starting. the mid-majors yeah. are done, yep. Um, the, the major conference is starting tomorrow. Um, so fun week there. We'll have selection Sunday on Sunday. We'll have a, hopefully an episode next week that we can yep. talk about all of that and, and, and the for-sures in the NCAA tournament. But a lot of basketball coming up. Uh, we got to pay the bills as well, so uh, we have an ad to read for you here. So looking further at what we got coming up here in the sports world, Morgan, um, obviously um, Masters coming up here in uh, what beginning of April, April 9th through the 12th, um, obviously the Super Bowl of the golf world. As a, You're more... I would say an avid golf fan than I am. I'm kind of the, I'll watch on Sundays. I follow Tiger and I like to play occasionally. <laughs> um, but uh, it's always a fun time of the year when the when the Masters are starting. Yeah, I mean it just it means spring's happening here. Um, I know it as my daughter's birthday is April 11th. She was born during the Masters. I remember being in the hospital yeah. uh, watching the Masters. And again this year her birthday is on Saturday of the Masters, so I'm sure we'll have a birthday party or something. But I will have the Masters on for sure. Um, News coming out, uh, Tiger has not played in a while, and this week, uh, this weekend is a big big tournament. The players, yeah. uh, the schedule has changed a lot, and he is not playing again. His back is just not ready yet. Saving it for the Masters. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he's at the point in his career where there's only four tournaments he cares about. Yeah, um, yeah. And the um, Masters is probably number one even in that. So he, he probably will not play until the Masters, uh, and you just cannot count him out at that course. Looking at the... The betting odds. Um, I still a month, a little less than a month away here. But uh, Tigers opening at sixteen to one. The favorite 
is Rory McIlroy. He opened at nine to one. Uh, you got Brooks up there, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm. Uh, John Rahm. Uh, but if you look at the at the betting history, the la- back to two thousand fourteen, I think the last time the favorite one was Jordan Spieth, which was in fourteen. That was eight to one. Two thousand fifteen, uh, Danny Willett fifty to one. Garcia the next year thirty to one. Patrick Reed the year after that fifty to one, and then obviously last year Tiger at fourteen to one. So yeah. I know our good buddy Trevor is always looking for those value picks down there, and he he got that Danny he, <laughs> he got, got that Danny Willett. I had to pay him. <laughs> yeah, Danny Willett he, he had him he had that, and uh, I think you yeah I think he bet ten or twenty bucks. Yeah, he he had Danny Willett on that one. So there I mean there's a lot of guys in that thirty to sixty to one category that that are, are intriguing picks. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, the odds-on favorite, you know, is just very rarely, rarely the winner. I'd like to see Roy McIlroy win it. Uh, that would complete his career going to Grand Slam. He's had a couple chances there, and he's kind of to messed it up away. He did that yesterday, yeah. too. His driver left him, which isn't usually the worst part of his game, but it left him yesterday in that tournament. He was right there, tied for the lead, uh, shot over par yesterday in a real hard golf course. Um, only a few guys under par. Um, it'll be interesting to see who wins this week. Um, that'll change the odds for sure. Uh, best uh, field in golf is this coming week with the mm-hmm. Players' Championship. Uh, again, like you said, Tiger's not playing, uh, so we were not going to know how Tiger's feeling or anything until the Masters. Uh, but that's a course he likes, and you can't count him out. But if I had to make a guess right now, I mean, I just don't know if you can bet against Rory right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those we'll talk about that obviously more in depth as it gets closer, still about a month away from that. Uh, in the next few weeks, I think we're about three weeks away from opening day. Uh, into March now, that's gotten pushed into yep. here the last few years. So we got opening day with baseball coming up, which is always um, exciting. Uh, you know, I, uh, I think this year's baseball is going to be really interested with the Houston Astros. Um, yeah. Nobody's happy with them. It's already been interesting in spring training. Right, yeah. but, you know, overall these games don't matter. What's It'll it, be interesting – if they hit them, when's the last time hit? you've seen the biggest stars in the game come out and talk like they have been against? The, I mean, I can't think of any. I mean, even no. with the steroid scandal, no. you saw some opinions here and there. But I mean, we got Mike Trout, we got Cody Bellinger, we got all the biggest stars in the game coming out and literally talking very bad about about the Astros and what they did. Yeah, it's a bad look for Major League Baseball. I mean, I know what they wanted to do. Uh, they wanted to get all the information from the players, but by giving them immunity and not, you know, suspending anybody, yeah. anything. A slap uh, on the wrist, basically. You know, baseball, unfortunately, has a code, and I, I think the players are going to take care of it. Yeah. And, and it'll be interesting to see. And I, I feel really bad for some guys that weren't on those teams, new guys coming up. Um, I hope those guys don't get hit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm a Twins fan, and, and – and we've got an Astro that we signed to a big, big contract. I want to see his stats. I want to see if he gets hit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, that'll be interesting as, as a twin fan and other, other guys. Um, and you're talking, you know, guys, in this situation, it's just hor- horrible because there's guys that their last time ever in major leagues was against the Astros. Yeah. Um, you know, you Darvish didn't get maybe as much money as he could have because he got shelled. Against well, the Astros for the Dodgers for the Cubs. There was an interview a couple weeks back. I think it was with Josh Turner of the Dodgers, and he said, "I mean, the reason we are here, the reason we come in early, the reason we're here training for 
you know, two months prior to the season is so we can hold up that trophy at the end of the year. And then his team is one that lost to him right. one year. And then the, they lost to the Red Sox the next year, who have also been accused of that. Um, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that's what you're there for as a, as a professional athlete is to get to the highest point. And in their mind, the Astros cheated, which was a huge hit. What they did was a huge. I think steroids. Some people can look over. They say, "Ah, oh, you still gotta, still gotta, hit you the still ball. gotta swing the bat. You still gotta have hand-eye coordination." But this was they knew what pitch was professional coming. player, all-star players already, good players yeah. knowing what pitch was coming. Which in professional baseball it just gives you such a leg up. Right. We look at Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he's got a huge thing. He he's got a bad rap. He's unbelievable yeah. in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he hasn't done as well. Well, is there? I mean, I'd like to see his playoff stats, and I have not looked into this, and maybe I should. That's his kind of legacy against right the now. Astros, yeah, yeah. and then against all the other teams. You know, if it's just really bad against the Astros in those two, three years, well, you might be able to give him a pass and say, "Hey, you know, that was just really bad." Yeah. I mean, but those guys laying off those left-handed sliders are just so tough. I mean, mm-hmm. and and so it'll just be interesting to watch. Um, you know, as a Twins fan, For sure. Uh, you know, they're, they're supposed to be really good again. They won 100 games last year, um, got swept by the Yankees. I think just whatever we can do to not play the Yankees in the playoffs, <laughs> we'll have a chance. Yeah. But we've lost like 14 games in a row to the Yankees in the playoffs, uh, so we just don't want to play the Yankees. Yeah. And as a Cubs fan, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen. I mean, we, we have that core there that won the World Series that we were so excited about for the future years, and then there's been rumblings of trading some of them away, Chris, trading Chris Bryant away. They didn't really do much in the offseason at all, if anything. Um, I mean, we obviously got the new manager with, with, with David Ross, which it's it's his first time managing. So there's a lot of unknowns there as a, as a Cubbies fan that, I mean, you got the core that can be successful, but you saw it last year. There, there's a lot of cracks in that core uh, as well. So it's going to be an interesting year there. Yeah, baseball is just interesting, and it's, it's so long, and, and you think – and, and my thinking is, all oh, April baseball is not that big a deal. But then when you get in September, and, and you, don't get, you don't get in the playoffs by one or two games, and, and those April games matter, those May games matter, every game matters the it's same. Cr- every year it's crazy. You have people say, why do they play 162 games? And every year you see teams that they even go into a tiebreaker right. at the end of the year, or they're one game out after 162 games. It's just, it's every year. It's crazy. Yeah, I'd say just, you know, I just... As a sports fan, baseball is probably my best sport as a player myself in high school. Uh, so I, I really appreciate it, and I, and I yeah. love watching it. And playoff baseball is actually really, really fun oh, yeah. to watch. You know, Sometimes it can be kind of hard to watch uh, regular season baseball. But when it gets in the playoffs and everybody's changing uh, manager or pitchers and stuff, the managers have a lot of choosing to do. Uh, but And I think they did change a rule. I was rule. just going to say, there is one more... I- I think they have to face three batters yes. this year, and right? So, so the left-handed Which is a huge specialist strategic is just yeah. I don't I don't it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean I think uh, I mean it's, it's come to the last few years where I mean there'd be some innings where there's three batters and three different pitchers, and the inning takes forty five minutes. And and I know what baseball's trying to do, but um, that is a huge strategic factor that managers are now going to have to have to play in. Yeah, so that I mean I just you know that, that and then I know. Um, I know Iowa Cubs just just did it, and, and most major league parks are doing it. But the extended the netting, netting yep. uh, just for the safety of the fans, 
because uh, no one's actually Which watching the game. Which is surprising it took this long. Right. I mean, I, I, mean, I get it. I like watching, but everybody's on their phone, and, and I think it's just kind of the way it is. Baseball's kind of a slower-paced game and everything. And it, it's just moving ahead with the times. Yeah. Don't I, always agree with all that stuff. I'm kind of an old-school guy, but I understand it. You can go out in the outfield and still have yeah. a chance of, yeah. <laughs> of having a ball come your way. And, I mean, still foul balls can go over the net. But, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting interesting year in baseball. Um but I, hey, I think we got episode one through here. It's just yeah. kind of an impromptu episode we did here as we were both together up here talking about this at my house. Um, got a lot of stuff we talked about there with basketball and uh, the Masters and, and, and baseball coming up. So we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about all year long. I, I'm, we don't really have a time limit e- each and every time. Some of them might be short. Some of them might go really long, depending on uh, on what we have to talk and argue about. So. Uh, uh, but it, it's been fun. I, the first episode I, under the books here. Oh, absolutely. Lots of fun. Uh, this will be fun to do. I'm headed to Chicago for the end of the week, actually taking a tour of Wrigley Field. Yeah. Uh, they're not playing yet. So I've never there. done I've been there for tons of games. I've, I've been never there done for that games, yet. too, yeah. but I, I've not. Uh, uh, I'm going to go to a Bulls game. Hopefully, they don't cancel it for the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be there for St. Patrick's Day everything so Chicago should be pretty fun yeah take some pictures of Wrigley that would uh, obviously no matter what you're a fan of a, a great stadium to be yeah. in but uh, uh yeah episode one through the books like I said we're gonna try to plan for hopefully one a week uh sometimes it might be just me sometimes it might be just just Morgan um but talking about anything and everything with a kind of main focus on sports yeah, sports and more so uh uh episode one in the books thanks for listening whoever is out there listening uh, we'll get back to you hopefully with an episode early next week with uh, with uh, some more in-depth info on the on the brackets yep, since yep. they're all be for sure. Yep, we'll know the NCAA brackets. We'll know the results of the big uh, conference tournaments, and we'll be able to move forward with that stuff. So thank you for listening to the House Divided Podcast with Taylor and Ryan.